We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. WTIC. Played a little Dave Chappelle. Played some Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. We're talking about Trump. Scott in Manchester. Hi. Hi. How you doing, Todd? Thanks for the call. Yeah, the um, I think the issue with... Trump is where you're accurate on it is the fact that I think it's hard for him to win going forward because of it. He's so polarizing and mm-hmm. that you need you Republicans can't win just on Republicans. You have to get independents and some Democrats. And I think yes. That, and and you problem. could see that clearly in this election that just happened last week where independent voters refused to vote in for Republicans in a state in which the anti-Trumpism or the pro-abortion was activated. Yeah, right. That's why I agree with you. I think he would be the worst candidate for 24. And you, but you're a Republican. No, I'm an independent. But do you vote Republican? I typically do. Yes. Yeah. Who do you favor? Uh, DeSantis. Yeah. And why is he appealing? Do you think? Um, I, I think he's somebody that's strong enough to combat all the powers that be that he goes against, but yet level-headed enough to know when to duck. And to know when to not provoke, too, right? Correct. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, so that's the key, I think. What That's what DeSantis is gleaning. He's looking at Trump and saying, okay, Trump causes everybody to go to war with him because Trump's a warrior. He likes war. That's his comfort zone. He causes combat. Every time he speaks virtually, uh, political combat, that is. And DeSantis says, well, I can I can make the same points. I can make the same arguments, but I don't have to cause a war over everything. I will cause a war over the things that are important. Yeah, I think that's right. Anything else, Scott? No, that's it. Thank you. Nice to hear from you. Appreciate it. 860-522-9842. That's all. It's uh, this is, in my mind, being loyal to the cause. You have to figure out what promotes the cause, not say, well, Trump did so much for us already. We have to abandon the cause and just defend him. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. WTIC on a Monday afternoon. How sweet it is to have the chance to speak out loud in public 
the truth as we see it about those who hold power and those who pursue power in the organizations that support them. Let's talk to Michael Lebowitz now, calling from prison, but not for that much longer, because he'll be out by the end of the year. Lebowitz, hello there. Todd, I will be out two weeks from today. Next week will be my last time calling the show from the big house. Yeah, I don't like to make predictions. I just like to, uh, at least I don't want them to be tight predictions. (laughs) So anyway. Well, I'm freezing. I am freezing right now because the windows in here are very drafty and the heat sucks. So if my teeth chatter a little bit, I apologize. I'm freezing my tongue off time. All right. Well, you're going to get heated up now because you're thinking about <laughs> politics. It always gets the blood boiling. Yes, it does. And I'm thinking about the politics of the last election. And I'm thinking about the politics of the future. Mm-hmm. And I would just like to point out uh, that liberty did not lose in this last election because liberty was not argued for. There was not a candidate that I heard on either side actually making principled arguments for personal freedom or for the American system of constitutional government. I find it interesting that a lot of times people label the MAGA wing of the Republican Party as extremists, but I got to tell you, I'm having a hard time figuring out what they're extreme about. Because they're certainly not extreme advocates for the Constitution. They're not extreme advocates for capitalism. And they're not extreme advocates for personal liberty. Well, that's too bad, because I think that would that would be a nice a nice place for Republicans to stand that would align them with truths that that have a um, a strong energy in american history and and maybe function deep inside on an um, archetypal archetype how do you say that word in this form i'm trying to say that that ring true to an archetype of what americans believe and resonate for us you know if you're not talking about liberty and you're not talking about freedom and you're not talking about big government today big government is an oppressive force that robs us blind and when you take people's money away you take their freedom away. Absolutely. You take the freedom to spend their money the way that they want to, the freedom to invest it the way that they want to, freedom to save it in the way that they want to. And if this is a moment, I believe, and I'm really excited about politics again right now, and I haven't been for quite some time. And I am right now because I think there's a lane that may be opening up for the type of candidates that uh, you and I, I think, would like to see running. And it, it goes back kind of time. You and I, for over three years, now have had this debate over about principles versus pragmatism. And, and mm-hmm. I don't like to put it in that binary way, because I don't think either one of us is completely... Yeah, it's a continuum it's, 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 that you yeah. have to... Uh, you're sliding along all the time, uh, reconciling those two things. Yes. And I think that this the, the pragmatic approach of sort of supporting candidates who may not be on the liberty wing because we you know because they're the best that we have hasn't gotten us anywhere it hasn't even gotten them elected and even if it did i would argue as rob sampson did the other day on your show that even if you get some of these people elected well who cares they're not ultimately going to be pushing the type of arguments that or the type of policies right rather that we would like to see implemented and I think, Todd, that you are uniquely positioned 
as a, an influencer and a, a very persuasive arguer to start really advocating for the American system of government and the principles of personal liberty. And by the way, you did a superb job earlier today when you were arguing about abortion. That, that was ultimately, I'd been pro-life my entire adult life, although I was, you know, always a little uncomfortable with it. But the argument that you made today, you previously made it to me about abortion, and it brought me to the pro-choice side, because ultimately you're right that when I went in question, I think that we ought not to be given government power. I particularly like that argument with regard to abortion, because abortion is, is so uh, big for people. And when I think when they hear it articulated in a in the in that framing you know in the libertarian framing i think it forces them to actually recognize the notions of liberty in in a more legitimate way people tend to shrug off ideas of liberty as as kind of cliche uh, conversation that they don't have to take seriously but if you think about it in the abortion framing i think it's a really powerful thing that speaks to the need for us to be making the decisions instead of government because government gets it wrong the vast majority of the time maybe always yeah, i think you're right and i would actually i would like to make a a pitch to the people who support trump but are willing to stray from him i think that trump devotees that are just trump or nothing are basically delusional and i don't think that they're convincible along these lines I often hear it said that Trump kept all his promises. Well, if that were true, we'd have a balanced budget, we'd have a health care law, we would have had 4 to 7% economic growth, and we would have had a, a, a balanced budget. And there would have been a, a wall, by the way, along the southern border that Mexico paid for. We have none of those things. I often hear people say that Trump cut taxes more than anybody else. Well, on the corporate level, I'm not sure, but I know that on the income tax, the top rate he cut from 39, I believe, down to 37. On the Ronald Reagan, the top marginal tax rate fell from 70 to 29 percent. So that's not true. They say under Trump, we had the strongest economic growth ever. I believe, and I mean, someone can verify this through a quick Google search, but I believe that pre-COVID, the average rate of economic growth under Trump was 2.6%. Under Obama, it was 2.5%. So Trump is not this wizard that he claims to be or this man of his word that many people think he is. And he's certainly not an advocate for the Constitution or personal liberty. So if there's anybody out there that's listening that's on the fence I beg of you to please come to the liberty side of things. It's consistent, it's right, and it works best for everybody, and it's also truly American. So if we're truly going to be American patriots, we ought to be advocating for the American system of government. We're talking to Michael Leibowitz. He's in prison. He's talking on a um, this new hookup they have where they've got a tablet computer with a um, the ability to make phone calls from it, from the cell, without having to go out and use the phone's you know, having to wait to, to get access to a phone. But the trouble is we get we get this um, poor connection sometimes between the microphone and, and us, so it can be a little hard to listen to. So it's good that they've decided to release you. I think they've done that because of the audio issues, and they, they want you to be better heard. And so I support the system for that, Michael, at least. But I, I think the better argument against Trump is simply that we don't do well by committing ourselves emotionally to human beings, to view politicians as humans 
as opposed to these uh, machines that are designed to pursue power, kind of like um, that bunny. The what is that? Ever ready? The ever ready bunny. <laughs> Energizer bunny, yeah. The Energizer bunny, that's it. I think that's what a politician <laughs> is to me, and that and Trump is the ju, Trump just has the biggest battery, and and he goes and knocks everybody else down and gets the power, and he does follow instincts in terms of certain things, like he he looks at immigration and says immigration is bad, I'm going to stop it, and he did some wonderful things in terms of. Um, putting policies into effect that slowed the flow of immigrants. And that provided a really wonderful contrast when Biden got into office because Biden virtually put up a billboard that said, come on in. Uh, he was so eager to broadcast his his opposition to Trump on immigration to cast the Democrats and now the U.S. government as saying, yeah, come violate the law. We love it. Yeah, I actually think, Todd, that the argument you just made about politicians being human meshes well with the argument that I made. Because once you see that Trump didn't, he wasn't the perfect president and he didn't accomplish everything he said he was going to do, we didn't have the greatest economy ever, it's easier to see him as a human being. And once you see him as the human being that you're talking about, you realize that he's like the rest of them. He wants power for himself. He's not out to, you know, take hits for all Americans. And we should be committed to principles and not people. So I think that the two actually go well together. And when combined with the fact that he's now a three-time loser, and this is the guy who said that with him we were going to be so winning we would know what to do and he's now lost three times in a row so uh, wait what are the three times in a row oh the midterm his midterm elections and then 2020 in this midterm is that what you're saying that's exactly what i'm saying okay so along principled lines he's wrong along pragmatic lines he's wrong and as a matter of just pure political shrewdness he's wrong and I just think it's time for people like you and I, you and I, Todd, to start arguing more consistently for liberty, be as persuasive as we can, reach out for as many people as we can. And I think that we may be able to turn things around because I think people will be susceptible to arguments that are principled. And they may be people, Todd, that right now aren't even voting, that don't even vote because they don't see anybody that recognizes their voice. But if they see a consistent argument for personal liberty and personal responsibility, they may come on board. And I think that we have a very good opportunity. And by the way, let me just say, when I get out of here, I plan on ultimately being a talk show host, and I plan on advocating for these things all the time. Michael Leibowitz, thank you, sir. Thank you, Todd, and keep up the good fight, huh? All righty, we'll talk to you soon. I can't wait till you're off of that tablet, I'll tell you. I would just, I would, I would say one thing to Leibowitz and his arguments, which I think they're a little glib, and it's better not to be so glib, because the, um, you know, you can technically say, well, he, Trump said he was going to have the best economy, and he, you know, the, the point is that Trump wanted to cut, illegal immigration and stand up for America. And he did that, and he articulated those messages. And whether the wall went up the way he thought it would or whether he was able to jam stuff through the system the way he thought, he was fighting for those things. He was fighting to, as a matter of fact, he consistently through the 
presidency didn't get us dragged into new overseas conflicts. And I, I think that was one of his commitments as well. He fought. I don't even know if he promised this in advance, but he, he, he waged some vigorous fights on behalf of making clear that the media is a problem for us and that government is a problem for us. So I, I think there was a lot of things he did that were marvelous and, and showed his instinct for, uh, for example, the Dave Chappelle monologue addresses his honesty about, about the rigged system, which is probably our biggest problem as a country. Barbara and Avon. Hi, Barbara. Hi, uh, Todd. Several times uh, the past few days, you've you said that Trump didn't do anything about uh, the elections, and all he does is whine about it. Well, in, in, on September. Well, 12th, specifically, I said what he his concern about elections is that he lost in 2020. Not that the next election, uh, he's not out there articulating a message. I don't believe about how we need to fix the system to make sure the next election is fair. September 12, 2018, he signed Executive Order 13848 so that the Election Fraud Committee could get on the horse and do something about it. Okay, and what's going on with that? The, the Congress was supposed to do that. They didn't. And the, the, the biggest thing that people, I don't think, understand is how much pushback Donald Trump got from the Republican Party itself. Mm-hmm. Um, when he got into office, and he was fighting all of that the whole time, and he's still fighting it. And they're still trying to undermine him, and they're trying to divide the Republican Party, which I think the Republican Party has changed dramatically. Um, and uh, the old Republicans, like the Rhino people, like Liz Cheney, um, all the people that have been on the dole all these years and stealing from us, they hate Donald Trump because he's cha- he wants to change the system. And and they don't want to change. They love it the way it is. So why are you optimistic about if he had a second term? Why what? Why are you optimistic about what would happen if he had a second term? We need. Well, I think we're, a lot's going to happen this winter when people realize how how costly it's going to be for us to survive in this country with mm-hmm. the leadership that we have right now. Now, uh, was it, uh, I don't know exactly what day last week, but um, President Biden uh, apologized to the U.N. for getting out of the Paris Accord, and now we're back in the Paris Accord. And we're also, and remember when Trump got, got us out of the Paris Accord and got us out of the Trans-Pacific Partnership? Yeah, that was a wonderful moment. Yeah, he did so many things uh, that were dramatically helpful. Barbara, I don't know where you went. Oh, there you are. But we've got to go. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the 
the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Thank you for the call. 860-522-9842. Rant line number 751-4698. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. WTIC. Monday afternoon after the election. I can't believe the election's over and it went so badly for America, for Connecticut, for us. But we will persevere. We will overcome. Eduardo in Portland. Hello, Eduardo. Hey, Todd. Uh, I, got a, I got a real problem with your last guest. Who was my last guest? I can't even remember. Oh, Leibowitz. Yes. He, I'm a Trumper, and mm-hmm. I'm voting for Trump in 2024. Mm-hmm. I will not go with DeSantis. And... Even if uh, DeSantis beats him, like, in the primaries or something? Correct. How come? And your guest, let me just get to my point. Okay. Um, It really upset me. He called me and my fellow Trump supporters, he called us delusional. And do you remember Hillary Clinton, the big mistake she did? She called us deplorables, and that helped rally us. Mm -hmm. He called us delusional. We are not delusional. We believe in Trump. And I just think that's a bad way to go. And I'm just hear me out on this, and then I'm going to hang up, and I want to hear your opinion. Okay. I think tr- Trump got about 74 million votes. And I would say there's probably 20 million of us who will not vote for another Republican because we think they're all rhinos. So I, I want to know your opinion. If DeSantis does run, do you think there's going to be enough Trump supporters that just they're not going to vote for liberals, but they just won't participate in the election? I expect there will be some. I would I would be surprised if it's large enough to change the election. Because I because what happens is you elections take place in the present, in the moment that the dynamic is going on and you've got the combat between those two sides going on and and if you want to be express your investment in america you express it based on what's going on in that moment not that you wish that the guy from last time was the candidate you know yes in all due respect though don't you find that a a bit of talking down to us to call us delusional Yes, I, that's why I said at the end, after he left, I said, I don't think Michael should be so glib. And I'll tell him this when we speak off the air. Uh, I appreciate it. All right, be, thank you, Todd. Great Thank job. you. I appreciate your call, Eduardo. 860-522-9842. And I, I like the question Eduardo asked because it, it does frame things in this way. If you are refusing to vote, in a couple of years because your guy is not the candidate 
then what you're saying is your guy being in there is more important than what's best for the country. And I don't think that's what you want to do. I don't that that just isn't if, if you are a great believer in America and you want the best for America, you have to let go of the thing you didn't get, which is what we do all the time. We have to let go of what we didn't get and deal with what's there in the moment. They have an expression for this. Don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. So that's what politics is all about. You don't get your way very often. Lordy, I don't know if I don't know if it's happened but once or twice. All right. I was very happy when Trump won, and that was one of those most magical of political moments, but it doesn't happen very often. 860-522-9842 will do the rants in half an hour. Now, back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. WTIC. We'll talk to Chris Powell in a minute, but let's talk to Pete in East Hartford first. Hey, Pete. Hey, Todd. Hey, you know something? We are not us Trump supporters. We're not delusional, and we're not, um, what did Hillary call us? Deplorables. Deplorables. Okay, we're true believers because we believe in a man that, 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 had, that has great spirit, and and if the you know how you always talk about everything being rigged, that's your famous line. Mm-hmm. You know how the government, Connecticut, is rigged. Yeah. Okay, whatever. That's your famous line, right? Which is fine. <laughs> yes, yes okay, it is. How about, how about talking about how the um, elections are rigged? Okay, we just we just went to an election, and it was rigged. Let's talk that up. Let's get some. You know, let's get some. There should be a movement. Well, let me answer that. What I talk about on a regular basis, Pete, is how Democrats do rig elections, because that I know about. But I don't know about what happens specifically in particular elections. What I can tell you is what they do. You can Google Bridgeport election rigging. And you can come up with stories of Democrats accusing Democrats of having abused the absentee ballot system in order to rig elections. Now, I can't tell you what happened particularly in this outcome, but I can tell you that that's what they do. And so this is what aggravates me about Donald Trump's arguments about election rigging. He gives me a bad name. I have to be careful what I say so I don't get accused of just parroting Donald Trump because I'm saying something different. I'm saying I know how Democrats rig elections. I know why they push expanded absentee ballots and early voting all the time because this makes it easier for cheated elections to be determined. And this is, to me, what Donald Trump should be out there arguing about is how future elections are going to be harder to control the more we allow them to take control of ballots away from election officials. The COVID was the open door. Okay? Yes, it was. Because of the mail, it was their excuse for mailing um, ballots. So maybe exactly. That was, maybe that was their game plan all along. I think so. I hope we're not at the point of, of no return because I'm disgusted. I voted and I had hope. 
Okay, I even I even lectured my son because he he didn't make it on time to vote. But you know something? It was a it, it was a waste anyhow because Pete, I think we are, I, I think your signal is breaking up on us. But look, there are elections that Republicans won, and you can see patterns to where Republicans won and where they didn't. It didn't happen to happen occur in. Uh, in Connecticut much, but there are elections that Republicans won, and that would, you know, that presents a conflict to the um, the theory that all is lost. I don't believe all is lost. I believe it's one of the factors we have to overcome. Thank you for that call, sir. Chris Powell joins us now from the Journal Inquirer. Hello there, Chris. Hey, Todd. I love, oh man, you are just, you are like the um, the Dave Chappelle of the newspaper business. Is there anything left in the newspaper business? <laughs> well, you know, about as much as there is of, of comedy in America, I think. But but you wrote this amazing column. I I think um, I think I got the one you emailed last night. What was that? Oh, about the attorney general. Uh, William oh Trump. yeah, that was some hard hitting stuff, man. Can you explain that to us? Oh, the yeah, the day before or the weekend before the uh, the election, the. Uh, our Attorney General William Tong and the governor held a press conference to denounce a uh, request filed by uh, a national gun rights group. Uh, they wanted an injunction uh, from federal court uh, against Connecticut's uh, law that bans uh, certain rifles. Um, the Attorney General and the governor had their press conference to denounce this injunction request, and the uh, <laughs> Attorney General said, uh, something that uh, struck me as remarkable. He said, quote, nothing is more unwelcome and offensive than radical extremists coming from outside Connecticut, using our courts to try to attack Connecticut's gun laws, which we decided that we need here in Connecticut to keep our families safe. We reject these efforts by people from outside Connecticut trying to come in and tell us what to do, and the governor and I will push back very hard on it, end quote. Well, you know, this is exactly the response of the old Southern segregationists to people who were trying to uh, engender protests of discrimination, racial discrimination in the South back in the 50s and the 60s. The segregationists were always denouncing outside agitators uh, who were advocating civil rights. Well, whether you like it or not, the, the right to keep and bear arms is a civil right. Mm -hmm. It's in the Bill of Rights precisely because it is a civil right. <clears throat> the group that uh, filed for this injunction in Connecticut, yeah, it's a national group, but it was representing people who live in Connecticut. There's many people in Connecticut who object to the uh, the, the rifle banning law, and they put the name of one such person on the uh, on the injunction request. I mean, this is another civil rights matter. And and what is the attorney general doing? He's he's denouncing outside agitators, just like the segregationists did. Uh, well, even that phrase double, resonates back to another time. Yeah. Well, it, it's it's like somebody who has no idea of, of history, and it's it's doubly ironic because uh, a year or so ago, uh, Tong got the General Assembly to pass a law allowing him to establish a special civil rights office uh, in his, uh, his department. Well, you know, here these people file for an injunction on civil rights grounds, and what does he do? He denounces them because he doesn't like this particular civil right. Uh, and, you know, even more disappointing was you know, none of the journalists at the press conference 
called them on this. Outside agitators, outside agitators, that's what civil rights are about. <laughs> it's, um, it, I, th- I just found it remarkable that you caught that and you called him on it, and that they are so unprincipled, these, uh, the, the woke crowd, which I put him into, uh, that that they just want to pander and, and make the noises of fighting for justice when even when they're doing the opposite. Well, this was this was fascism. This is good old fashioned fascism that you know nobody can come into Connecticut and talk about civil rights. Uh, and uh, this is exactly what we went through in the South in the fifties and and uh, sixties. There are no outside agitators. There's there's civil rights law established by our Constitution. And people are entitled to go into federal court to seek an action against state laws they consider to be against civil rights. And here's our attorney general denying this. Yes, in contradiction to his view of his own attorney generalship and, and what it's all it's about. It's a contradiction to his oath as a lawyer. Mm-hmm. It's a contradiction to you know all, all of decent legal history. And he gets away with it. Well, if we had um, more media coverage, if we had reporters who were reporting from the perspective that you view the world from, which just seems uh, dated today, uh, not that you are, but the concept seems to be oh, lost. I am. <laughs> <laughs> the concept seems to be lost on where we are politically, and the average person doesn't have the instincts anymore to, because of, I guess, our education system combined with our media to actually see the obvious and to call it out? Well, you have to be of a certain age to remember the civil rights struggles of the 50s and, and the 60s, to remember the, you know, the outside agitator smear. Uh, and I don't I think any of these people who were at that press, press conference were even alive during that time. But excuse me a second. History. Hollywood keeps churning out movies. I saw Till just uh, three weeks ago. And it, it's reenacting the, um, the uh, murder of, of that young man and more his mother's fight for some kind of justice afterwards. So it was very strongly calling on this idea of a, of a national conscience that has to go wherever in the country the, the civil rights violations are in order to make sure that the values laid out in the Constitution are followed. Yeah, but I don't think people have much sense of the history that we went through. And for, for an attorney general to condemn outside agitators because they came to Connecticut to call attention to a civil rights claim, it's disgraceful. It's a remarkable claim. All right, it's been, uh, I guess we haven't talked to you since the election. Any observations you want to share? <laughs> oh, well, you know, I... In, 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 to be kind to Bob Stefanowski, I thought he ran a, a much better campaign than he ran four years ago. Four years ago, he didn't have much to say other than, boy, it would be nice to repeal the income tax. Uh, this year, he had positions on many issues. He mastered many issues. He made that clear in commercials and the debates he had with the governor, and he lost by four times as much as he did uh, four years ago. And uh, I don't think it's because he ran such a bad campaign. I I think it's uh, for reasons that we can see nationally. The Republicans got clobbered uh, nationally, and uh, that suggests that the reasons were were similar nationally. Uh, was you know t- uh, Trump uh, dislike and 
the abortion uh, con- controversy, Stefanowski's abortion position was repeatedly uh, misrepresented. Uh, and uh, maybe most of all, this time, he was running against an incumbent, mm-hmm. and an incumbent who uh, had control of the state's uh, purse strings and who, uh, by my calculation, uh, spent more in state government financial patronage in the course of the gubernatorial campaign than any governor ever running for re-election in Connecticut ever did. And that's, you know, he was passing out goodies virtually every day and mailing checks to to people virtually every day. Uh, on top of that, the, uh, on top of the state money that he was distributing in support of his campaign, he he apparently spent uh, out of his own pocket uh, more than twice as much as Stefanowski himself did. And I think that you know, largely explains the uh, the difference in the margin between four years ago and and today. But it's it's discouraging to me because uh, it's another nail in in the coffin of our our hope in Connecticut of ever having competitive politics again. Well, it's also discouraging because the Democrats got got away with the ultimate scam, I think, which is to take federal tax dollars that don't exist, send them to the states so the states can use them to give checks to individuals. For in in exchange for votes, and and then we have to pay it. Like our grandchildren have to pay it in decades moving forward. I would much rather if Ned had had to go into his personal fortune to write these checks to buy votes, and then it would feel more legitimate. Yeah, well, look, the government, the the Democrats are very good at merging the government and the party, and the Republicans are not so good at uh, pointing this out because they don't want to aggravate the government employee unions so much that the you know government employee unions start campaigning against the republicans more and mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's a tough uh, tough situation you know anybody who's uh, who's on the republican side is not just running against the democrats he's running against the government yes that is a very difficult situation all right chris powell always good to talk with you appreciate it sir thank you todd we will see you next week Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. dan in manchester what's going on dan Hi, how's it going? Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Uh, first, first of all, I can't believe that dude Fetterman won. I mean, who who would vote for that guy? It's uh, like it's mind boggling. Right he had a stroke. He should have dropped out of the dropped out of the campaign because that's like a disservice to the people. First of all, yep. Uh, um, second, we're talking about the voter fraud election and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know how familiar you are with uh, Dinesh D'Souza. Uh, very. I've had him on the show and stuff. Abby, so have you have you seen his movie Two Thousand Mules? I haven't seen the whole thing, but I saw chunks of it that were highlighted for me. So basically, the gist of it was like they have a thing on your phone. It's called geo tracking, and they can basically track you anywhere you are. Yes. And they were tracking these people going back and forth to ballot boxes, and so tracking them back and forth to ballot boxes. Then he requested the footage for these people going back and forth to ballot boxes. And these people were going to the ballot boxes with backpacks full of ballots. Mm-hmm. And he said it was like pulling teeth just to get these videos from, you know, the states and stuff, which that's public domain or whatever, I guess. Yep. So, I mean, I, I don't even know how they can get away with this stuff. You know, this should be like front page news. So what Trump was saying that this was a stolen election, if, if what Dinesh is saying is true, it's an absolutely a stolen election. Well, they can get away with it because power ultimately is the test of what's legal. And, you know, our election system isn't set up in such a way as to be foolproof and to be litigatable. It's set up in such a way as to 
work based on the sensibilities of everybody in the system. And that's where we are and why we need an argument, to me, move, that says moving forward, we require that ballots be confirmed to be accurate before they're counted. And we don't need to be loosening up the system right now. We need to be tightening the system. Right, but how much more proof do you need? I mean, you have geo-tracking, you have video of people going to ballot boxes, stuffing the ballot boxes. I mean, how much more proof do you need? You well, wonder. People are, you know, really angry. Your average person is like, you know, this could lead to like a civil war or something. I, I feel like we're on the brink of something bad. You know, that's why. Are really set up. Yes, that's why I think we have to make the argument that elections need to be secure and work to make sure they are. Because you're right, if we don't believe in them, then we've got a problem. Thank you, Dan, for the call. 860-522-9842. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 